Hi, my name is Jonathan Labato. And I'm Renee Labato. And this is the Above Average Podcast. Our mission is to create a space for conversations that move us away from settling for an average life on our own and moves us towards a purpose-filled life with Jesus. We may not have all the answers, actually we definitely don't, but we hope by sharing what God teaches us, you can find encouragement to take that next step no matter where you are in life. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you'll stick around. What is going on, everybody? My name is Jonathan Lobato. And I'm Renee Lobato. And welcome back to Above Average. We're so excited to bring you another episode. Uh, Today we're actually going to be talking about the topic of community. This is a topic that is uh, not only super important to us, but it's a topic that we've been uh, discussing a lot recently. So we're... I think we could both agree we're not experts on this topic. No. Uh, but we've learned uh, so much about the importance of community through the Bible. So we thought, why not just um, you know get on and, and just share a little bit about what God has been showing us, what we've been seeing in the Bible, and just um, a lot more uh, about different aspects of community. Yeah. Um, so we thought we'd just get on here and share it with you guys. So whether or not... You've thought about it before. Community does matter to you. Maybe you can think of a time where you were surrounded by healthy friends who supported you and helped you walk through the big moments in your life. Um, That was community. Or maybe you can remember a time where you really needed comfort or encouragement or support. You were craving community at that time in your life. So the Oxford English Dictionary defines community as a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. So community can happen as a result of many different things. You could be in community with people in your neighborhood. Um, you share the same physical location. Shout out to our neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you could be in community with the people you work with. You share this same job in common. Um, or you could have community with the people in your church, which is what we'll be talking about today for the most part. You could have community with people you have the same interests in, maybe like the disc golf community or the, <laughs> I don't know. I played disc golf today and I did terribly. Rhythmic gymnastics community or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but community can be surrounding a lot of different things. But the the main theme in trying to define community is that there's something between people that they can connect over, something that they have in common. Mm. So for us, the most powerful community that we have been a part of is the Christian community. So whether that be our Christian friends and family or our church communities. Yeah. So, I mean, I have had the same church community my whole life, um, which is not really that common, but um, I have seen the best parts of my life and the worst parts of my life all surrounded by this same church community. I mean, people have come and gone over time, but I have always had some sort of church community around me. I've had a good family community, um, which I'm very thankful for, but I've seen that community can be very healing. It can be very supporting. It can be hard at times, um, really hard because people can be difficult and I can be difficult, I'm sure. Um, it's not always an easy thing, but I think community is really important and I've seen that in my life. Do you feel like that's the same for you? Yeah, I would say, uh, I think for me, I would say best parts, if anything, my old church, I've, I've definitely been able to be embraced by community and learn the importance of community. Um, because I think I talked about this a little bit in episode one, but uh the feeling that i had i i was okay and wanted to do church alone and this life alone uh and in the best way possible the community at my church refused to you know allow allow me to walk alone which i'm very grateful for and so i think coming to the church that we both go to now there was definitely a period of time where i was uh not aware for the most part mourning my old church and so i felt like that kept me at arm's length a lot of the time Mm. with wanting to embrace this new community and and this new church but ultimately um what i experienced in my old church and what i learned you know uh, helped me uh, uh embrace where we are today and what god has provided us and continues to provide us so yeah yeah i would say very impactful on both ends yeah um So we know that God cares so much about how we live our lives together. He cares about 
our lives, our daily 100%. lives, our people yeah. in our life. Um, and he gave us examples, instructions, and encouragement all throughout the Bible for how to do life together as Christians. It's something that I think we can safely say he expects of us, really. And mm-hmm. it's not because, oh, I want you to follow this command. It's for our benefit, right? Because yeah. like you said, trying to walk this life alone really like is terrible. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. not good it's for not you. Fun. You end up susceptible to a lot of things. You end up um, lonely and it's isolating and you you end up a lot more in a lot more maybe dangerous places or just not healthy situations if you don't have good people surrounding you to help pull you out of that and help you walk um, in on the right paths. Yeah. righty. now that we've set up the context for today's topic, that'd be important to just break down the questions that we're really trying to answer today. So the first one is, what does the Bible say about community? Second question, what does a healthy community look like? And then the third being, what does an authentic biblical community require of us? So when we look at the Bible, we can see examples of church community and what we are calling personal community. But I think it would be important if we just start by digging into what the Bible says about church community. And really, what are some common misconceptions about church? What does it really look like in the Bible and why is it so important? So as I was getting ready for this episode, I found this article by Brad Bridges called 10 Misconceptions About the Church. And they were all very insightful, but I pulled out a few that I thought um, I hear more most often um, that can help us kind of get an understanding of what some people think church is so that we can try and define what church really is. Um, so the first one is that church is just a building or is just the building, mm. um, which is understandable. I mean, for someone to think like a yeah. ch- I see a church on the side of the, it's on like, the corner yeah. or whatever, it's like building, it's the building. Property. Yeah. Um, but it's not technically biblical. So we'll see what church really is, but it's, it's actually not the building at all. Right. And that can actually lead to some kind of poor understanding of your role in your church. If mm-hmm. you think it's just the building, cause there's no real role for you. Um, n- number two is that church is just an event. So it's just the service on a Sunday. This is probably the most common one and a misconception that I even had up until just a few years ago when I talked about church. I was just talking about the hour on Sunday from like 10 to 11, where we all get together and we sing and we listen to the pastor and whatever. That's what I thought church was. But in reality, church isn't something that we go to or attend. This event on Sunday is part of of what the church puts on it's something that the church does but it's not all that church is and that kind of leads to the third one which is that church is only one day a week it's kind of the same idea that um we can connect with our church people on sunday but then that kind of checks it off for the week and then we're good and we'll check back in with them next sunday and that's all that church is it's just on sundays the last one which is also very common is that it's a place for perfect people only. Um, Spoiler alert. It's not, it's not, or we would have to leave. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Many of us would. Um, and honestly, this Brad Bridges, the guy who wrote this article, he put this very insightful thought in there, which is that Christians have probably done more to push this idea than anybody else in our attempt to look perfect or look like we have it all together instead of being real authentic communities where we can be like, Hey, I'm messed up. I'm broken. I do things wrong. And I don't know always what I'm doing. Um, a lot of times churches are like, I'm fine. I have it all together. Like, look at my Sunday best and think that I'm great. Like that's not, that's, um, that's a very unhealthy idea of church. Yeah. hundred percent. So if these are our misconceptions, some of, some of the misconceptions that people have about church, maybe that we have about church, we need to figure out what is church then. So biblically, church is a gathering of people. The people are the church. So the word in the original language is ekklesia in Greek, ekklesia, and that means the gathering of those who are called. So it it literally is referred to like the people, like a group. Um, So something that 
I've been trying to, I think, switch in my brain and in my language over the last few years is like the words I use to refer to church or the, the words I use to talk about church. And it seems silly and it seems like, you know, too nuanced maybe, but it has, it actually is important and it, it does kind of have an effect on our, um, the way we involve ourselves in our church. So instead of saying, I'm going to church on Sunday, just switching that to like, I'm going to the church service or, you know, I'll see you at the church service. I'll see you at the service. Like something like that is, is different than saying I'm going to church because like the church, again, the church is the people. Um, or like I'm going, I'm meeting them at the church building. Like that's different than saying I'm meeting them at the church because again, like the church is the people. So it actually does matter. And it makes, I think for me, it makes me take a little bit more responsibility for my church people because Mm. those are my that's my church, yeah. right? Not just the building. Um, you know, we could meet out in the field. Does that mean we're not a church anymore? Like, nope. no, we, we still are because we are the church. Right. And what we do is what our church does. What we believe is what our church believes. Um, so, yeah, it actually, it does matter what, what words you're using when you're talking about church. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it's helpful to break it down from... Uh, or not break it down, but just it's not something that you go to. It's something that you're a part of. Yeah. Right. And it's super important to have that mindset or posture, if you will, of embracing each other and embracing community and mm. embracing what the church is doing as a whole, you know, the, the, the mission of, of why we're even gathering. And honestly, in the Bible in Acts 2, it has a really awesome example and depiction of one of the first churches gathering together. The first church, actually. The, yeah. I would say one of the, but I keep Literally is the is first, the, yeah. yeah. And so if, uh, if you want to read along, we're in Acts 2, 42 through 47. And it's, it's, this is what it says. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All of the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Mm. So I think a lot of people look to this passage as like a model for church communities today. Um, a strong biblical community looks like this, right? And it does. Um, we know that it, it wasn't perfect. We find out as we keep reading in Acts that there was definitely things they needed to learn and, and grow in and as we all do. But we definitely can learn a lot just from these few verses about how these Christians lived their lives together. Um, so what are some things that we can try to build into our church communities today that we see in these pas- in this passage? Yeah, uh, well, the, the big one that stands out is the breaking of bread, which is mm. they're just... We love eat. bread. Yeah, well, I love bread. Bertucci's but bread. I love mm. food. No, please. Well, I don't want to go on a tangent, but... Cheesecake Factory bread has the, bre- the best bread. And then after Ooh. Cheesecake Factory bread is Maybe Texas, some Olive Garden? Texas Roadhouse. Oh, okay. My, yeah, that's fair. For those that don't know, this is my wife. And she, I'm being, uh, this is news to me that these two are her top two breads. This is terrible. Listen, Texas Roadhouse, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> Anyways, the point Give is. Give me some of that cinnamon butter. Mm. Uh, yeah, R- really good stuff. Anyways, breaking um, bread. Back Actually, I hung out with a buddy today, and he was saying how he had three of those by himself, like this, just the butter, the Wait, cinnamon what? butter. Yeah, it was. Uh, no bread. <laughs> no bread. No bread involved. He just ate the butter. It was All right. It's well, like I don't, okay. It's good. But the point is, is that uh, they they ate together. They spent time together. Like think about yeah. how simple it is to just sit down and have a meal. Yeah. And uh, last week we hung out with friends, and we just split a pizza, mm-hmm. and you know. We could have just ate and went home, but we just split a pizza and then we spent hours just talking. 
It's Close the, the place down. Yeah, you seriously. <laughs> it was, yeah, I was hitting the line of like where my anxiety hits of like, I'm people starting start to intrude in people's lives now. <laughs> but something so simple to just get together yeah. and... It doesn't take a lot. Mm-hmm. Just share a meal and, and just let let the rest happen. Yeah. And you know what I loved about that get together was we got into some really good conversations based off of like one person asking like one question and then it just went off from there for like three hours. Like right. it really doesn't take a lot. It just takes a little bit of like thought to like check in with someone else or like ask a maybe a thought provoking question and um, to take that time to start to get to know someone. It's it's really it's it's powerful you know right. to share the, that space with people yeah i also think in in uh let me just pull it up real quick in verse uh 46 um actually nope 45 they sold everything they had like their possessions mm-hmm. and property to give to to anyone there's a different translation that says to give to the needy or give to the poor and yeah it, it's just awesome when people come together and they're mission-minded yeah and they want to serve their community and even if uh that's not something that you're able to do you know just getting together and just like contributing to something together whether that's volunteering your time to serve at a function or at 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 at, um like a, a kitchen or yeah, like a soup kitchen or something. Yeah, right? or whatever the case may be, just being yeah. together, uh, being mission-minded together. Serving is, alongside each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think it, it is powerful. I, I love getting to serve alongside, you know, my people at church. Yeah. You know, I, I loved, I used to be on the worship team, not anymore, but I enjoyed just worshiping together. Yeah. Um, I get to do that now from my seat, um, but... There are other opportunities where, like, we get to get together and just, you know, put ourselves to the side for a little bit and just do things for others, you know, bring mm-hmm. joy to others. And so I think even something like that is simple. doesn't take a lot. It just yeah. We just show up and we do it together. And um, it's, it's, it's just an awesome opportunity to just grow with other people that want to continue to grow in their faith. Yeah. And want to continue to, uh, you know, follow the mission that that God had set before us of uh, of, uh, you know, being fisher of men, if you will. And, you know, finding opportunities to just bless others or serve with others or and, you know, and, and through that, you know, you just grow and, and connect and just yeah. build strong relationships. Yeah. I think something else that jumped out to me from that passage was in um, verse uh, 46 when it says every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts i know we talked about the bread thing already but the thing that jumped out to me also in this verse is that it says every day they continued to meet together oh, yeah. so maybe today we can't have church services every single day maybe that's not the same but that goes back to community. what you that misconception that it's only on sundays exactly that's yeah right that's that's what i was thinking like there's something cool about finding a way, maybe it doesn't look like having a church service every day, but finding a way to embrace your church community daily. Like whether that means, oh, I I need to think of some, I'm going to think of somebody from church to reach out to and call today and see how they're doing or text and just check in on them. Or uh, I'm going to pray for my pastor today and let him know that I'm praying for him. Right. I'm going to, you know, I remember thinking, oh, I remember talking with someone from church and they said that they have a a surgery schedule today or something like, let me check in and see how that went. I don't know. Things like that, like finding a way every day, I'm going to schedule coffee with someone and meet up with them. That's church too. Like yeah. even going to like a church event throughout the week, a prayer night or a life group. We love life group, um, like a small group or whatever that looks like at your church or in your life. But finding ways to participate in what either the church has going on throughout the week or finding a way for you to just connect with someone from your church family every day throughout the week, I think is really important. It keeps you kind of in that mentality and in that headspace of like, these are my people and this is my family and these are the people I can lean on. These are the people that are leaning on me and I have resources, whether that's my time, my money, my food, my home, 
whatever that is, I have resources that I can share with them if they need it or if it will encourage them. And so finding a way to do that daily, not in like a legalistic, like, um, you know, stress about it if you didn't get it done that day, but just a goal to be thinking about your church family and how you can, I don't know, contribute to them or encourage them or build them up in some way every day. Yeah. And kind of building that into your church culture, I think is, is really cool. And it's simple. Like even in this passage, it says like they just broke bread together and hung out with glad and sincere hearts. Hung out is my version, but um, like it's simple and it's joyful and it's daily. And I think that's, that's beautiful. Like that's what church should be. Yeah. So as we can see, the this church community that's described in this passage is from many, many years ago. Um, but this is still a church community, a type of church community that can exist today. And it's expected to. So even after Acts in the rest of the Bible, there God continues to provide direction and encouragement for us for the way a healthy church community should look. GodQuestions.org is a website that we have referred to before. Shout out to God Questions. I think last episode we yeah. talked about it. We really like it. There's some other ones too, but this is a good one. Um, and it provides a great list of instructions for believers that help us to see the way we can be contributing to our church community and what we should be looking for really in a healthy church community. Um, so we can see just, I'm just going to read off this list um, and the verses that go along with it. If you want to, you can always write them down and go back to them. Um, they're all really good, but it says that believers are called to love one another. That's, it says that in first John four twelve, encourage one another, Hebrews three thirteen, spur each other on to love and good works. I love that one. Hebrews ten twenty four, serve one another. Like you were talking about before Galatians five thirteen, instruct each other, Romans fifteen fourteen, honor one another, Romans twelve ten. Be patient with each other and forgive each other, Ephesians 4.32. Bear one another's burdens, Galatians 6.2. And speak the truth to each other, Ephesians 4.25. And there's this great quote from that article at God Questions. It says, the local church is the place where the Christian community can put these callings into practice. So did any of these kind of stand out to you more than any others? Um, I, I think like... The- one that I, because you hear honor one another, mm-hmm. and and you know, you're probably like, what does that like, look like? like? What what is, what does that mean? Does How that do mean? I honor somebody? I it am makes seeing me think it, of Mulan. What? Know? I don't know. It just makes me think of Mulan. Like, you'll bring honor to us all. You know. I. That's all I'm thinking about. I, I don't remember Mulan. I'm sorry. Oh come on. <laughs> it's all right. Someone out there will get that. Yes, I hope so. I don't want you to be alone in that. Um, <laughs> it's okay if I am. When I think of honor one another, I think, and this, you can couple this with loyalty or respecting one another, but mm. how do I speak of you when you're not around? Mm. Um, how do I make sure that, um, you know, maybe we're, we're two friends that are going through a, a difficult time. Yeah. How, how am I, you know, representing you when, mm. when you're not in front of me? Um, honoring can be am I treating you the same way when I'm looking at you versus when you're not around me? And so, that's good. um, I just think of, of honoring and, um, to add a little bit more to that, my relationship with my dad wasn't great at all, you know? And so when I talk about my, when I tell people my testimony, uh, I don't go in there and I don't bash my dad mm, despite yeah. where our relationship is yeah, today. You speak well of him. I, you know, I just say what what I would hope somebody would say about me if I was in a place like that, which is, you know, there's brokenness, there's struggle, there needs to be healing, you know? And so, like, how how, do, how are we speaking of others when they're not around us, yeah. even if they have wronged us? Uh, and so I, I don't want to, like, go on a tangent on that, but just that's what I think about when, when it comes to honoring. Um, I, I don't know, like, if you thought the same thing or not, but... If you did, great. Yeah. Uh, but if not, love to hear your thoughts. But yeah. if there's anything else that stood out, like let's definitely talk about it. Yeah, I think when I, well, I did think of Mulan when I, when I heard <laughs> honor one another. But then after that, I thought about, um, like, I think we all, and we, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more later on, but we all have different um, gifts and different skills. And I think there's, 
it, it can almost be easy to compare or um, compete with each other at times. Mm. Um, not like you and me, you, me, Renee and Jonathan, but like, well, I don't know. But I mean, like in our church communities, there can be a level of like comparison. I know I've definitely yeah. experienced that. I mean, it's it's rare that I'm not struggling with feeling like I need to compare myself. Right. Um or a level of like competition where I need to show you that I do this better than you, or I need to show you how well I do this so that you don't think that I'm not as good as you or what, I don't know. There, there can be some like undercurrents of that sometimes I think. And, um, I know I've like definitely gotten caught up in those, that thought pattern. But I think when we're showing honor to each other, we're like recognizing like God has given you something unique and has made you as a unique person that's good. And yeah. has made me as a unique person. And I'm going to honor like who God made you to be and all of the things that you're wonderful at that maybe I'm not so good at. Yeah. I'm going to honor that in you instead of thinking, instead of turning that around in myself and saying like, oh, I wish I could do that. Or I wish I was as good as you at that. Or I'm better at this than you, mm, you know, like either way, yeah. either way, I'm just focusing on myself. I'm not honoring you and what you can do, what God is doing through you. Right. right? I'm still turning it around on myself. And I think I could be wrong, but I think that verse, the actual phrase in that verse is outdo one another in showing honor. So it's almost like instead of racing to like promote myself, I'm racing to promote you. Right. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like trying harder than you to like make you look better. Like, I don't know. There's like, <laughs> that reminds me of that uh, scene in the office where Andy and Dwight just keep doing favors for each other. <laughs> I mean, obviously the end result is just Dwight just wants a favor to fire Jim, but you know, they just keep going yeah, back yeah. and forth. I'm like, like send a thank you yeah. note and then a thank you for your thank you note. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that's so good. I, I think that's a good example though. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think, um, you know, especially out when somebody has opportunities that you may be chasing for mm. being like, I, I think this falls more under encouraging, but you know, honoring yeah, that they they, they deserve to be there. You know, they deserve to be in that place uh, and, and you should be happy for them. Uh, I think another one too, though, I wanted to touch on serve one another. And you had mentioned, uh, you know, serving with each other, but I also think serving one another in the sense of helping each other. Uh, last week or maybe the week before we had a sermon on, on just... I think it was the good neighbor sermon. I could be yeah. wrong, but just not feeling uh, like how do we not be burdens to one another or feel like we're being burdensome towards one another and, and being okay with asking for help. And so mm. when somebody does reach out and need help, you know, that is an opportunity to serve one another. That's an opportunity for me to do something for you. Not because I feel like I have to, because yeah. like ugh, you asked me, like, I'm going to do it. But it's more so <laughs> in the sense of ugh. I love you, like, yeah. or I care for you, or uh, I, I want to make sure that whatever it is that you need, I can meet those needs. Yeah. And so I, I really like serving one another as well. I, I think it says it in the Bible. I could be wrong, but um, this the idea of those that want to be first have to be last. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just putting others before you, right. you know, putting yourself to the side and just giving yourself to them in the sense of, uh, if it's a meal you need, or if you need me to babysit, or if yeah. you need me to, um, you know, help out at this function or help you, you can, move or help you paint. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can insert whatever you want, but it's just doing it, uh, because you love them. Uh, there was this quote that I also heard, uh, from, from a podcast many years ago, but it's, it's just doing the next kind thing that God puts in front of you. And sometimes mm -hmm. that looks like the opportunity to serve one another. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I mean, I could probably talk about all of these, but, um, yeah. the, the last one that I'll, I'll just say really quickly that I think speaks to me the most is bear one another's burdens mm -hmm. as somebody who is like a feeler in my core. I just have a lot of feelings all the time. Um, I, I love this like expectation that we one that we bear one another's burdens but in order to bear one another's burdens we have to share our burdens with each other yeah like if i if i want to bear your like i need to know but about what you're going through what what would you say it, what does that look like what does it mean to like bear one another's burdens yeah so i think bearing is like care, carrying right so like carrying each other's burdens so that feeling of like 
oh, I'm not just sorry for what you're going through and I'm going to keep you at an arm's distance, but I'm going to like sit in it with you. Yeah. Like if you're sad, if that's a very like simple like emotion, normally there's more complexity mm-hmm. to that. But whatever you're feeling, I'm going to like sit there and be okay with feeling what you're feeling yeah. and maybe just sitting there and not even talking. Like in Job, there's there's this whole story about this guy named Job who gets like his whole world turned upside down and gets pretty much everything taken from him. And um, he suffers, he's just truly suffering. And his friends come over and they recognize that he's suffering. And then they, it says in the Bible, they sit with him for, I think for seven days and they don't say anything because they recognize the depth of his suffering. And then they open their mouths and they ruin it all. But (laughs) for, for a little while at the beginning, they're just sitting there and they're just bearing it with him. There's nothing that they can do to make it better. There's nothing that they can do to fix it or to solve it. Like there's nothing that's going to comfort him. No words, right? So they don't even, at that point, they're not even trying. And I think that that is, is setting a good example for us where sometimes, like I know sometimes when I'm going through something, I, I don't really need, I don't always need someone to tell me what to do or what to, what I should be thinking or what you know, remember like God loves you. Like, I mean, that's true and it's, it's encouraging, but it's also like, sometimes I just need someone to sit there and be like, that sucks. I'm sorry. So I just think there's something really beautiful about sometimes just holding space for what someone else is going through. Caveat to that. There's also sometimes need for boundaries. And I think it's, it's okay to like set your boundaries and not take everything home with you and take on everybody's burdens and right. every like there's there's a there's a place where that becomes unhealthy right yeah so we're not talking about that but we're talking about like as a friend as as people in your community if someone's going through something terrible or if they're really hurting if you don't even know what it is sometimes they just need to know that you know about it and Honestly, it's a it's an honor. It's it's a privilege when you get to really share in the the depths of someone's struggle. Yeah. Um, and it can be very frustrating because sometimes there isn't anything that you can do. But the best thing that you can be doing sometimes is just to be there and carrying it with them, yeah. and just loving them that way. That's good. Yeah. So. Um, after reading that whole list, there's, I mean, there's more ways that we can describe a healthy church community, but essentially a healthy church community looks like this. It looks like looking out for each other and carrying each other through the hard times. Um, something that I think is really cool about a church community, a healthy church community is the diversity that can be there and embracing that diversity in your community is so powerful. Learning to appreciate what makes us different from the other people in your church Um, it's younger people being trained and discipled by older people, older believers who can share their wisdom. The diversity and age there can be really beautiful and impactful. And it's also, um, learning from people with unique stories and perspectives and backgrounds, different cultures, and embracing the fact that God has created us all with different unique gifts and unique stories. And there's value to all of them. Yeah. And when church community is done this way, when it's done God's way, these differences shouldn't cause division between us, but growth. It should push us closer together and closer that's to good. God. Because yeah. ultimately, if God designed all of us, that's he did it on purpose. Like he designed that diversity on purpose. And it can give us opportunities to expand our understanding of each other, of the world, and to worship God together, even in the midst of our differences. Right. Um, and I think that's what heaven will look like. Honestly, I know that's what, what heaven will yeah. look like every I, nation and every tongue. I, I love that. That's, that's really great. I, I think, uh, we, with that, that's like a great place to wrap up church community. Uh, and I also think we, we get an opportunity to jump into personal community and ultimately like there's really not that many differences yeah. between personal and church community. However, there are, which we'll, we will get into, some smaller differences um, that are more so uh, available within a personal community yeah. that you won't always get. More specific to a personal right. community. Right, than in a church community. And so I think it's important um, 
to just start off with like personal community is something that we've been praying about mm. it uh it's been a bit of a struggle we yeah. won't lie and uh, it's not bad you know we're, we're not uh, angry or bitter or mm. any of those things but we've definitely been praying for more personal community yeah. more more of that to be grown within our lives and so uh, i think this is awesome to talk about but for us it's been awesome to just kind of break down you know where we're at and what we can learn from this as well yeah definitely and so what better place to start than the bible <laughs> such a christian <laughs> well in first samuel um in first samuel second samuel first king second kings one of my favorite like those are all like one of my favorite books those are actually like the first uh, uh books that i read after i think reading mark or matthew and so uh, it kind of follow, it, it kind of it does follow the story of David, and so just not to like get too deep into it, uh, David is anointed by God to uh, be the next king of Israel, and it takes him a, a bit of time to get there. Yeah. In that time, um, there was uh, a king in place already, and his name was King Saul, and unfortunately, King Saul uh, had a hunch and could feel i think at one point it says like the spirit of like spirit leaves king saul and uh it yeah. just wrecked him and through that he became uh paranoid and jealous and angry and where we're at right now is david on the run because king saul is trying to kill him mm. and i think the craziest part of the story is david has a beautiful friendship with this um, man named Jonathan, who happens to be King Saul's son. And so you're already, yeah, yeah there's like tension between David and Saul, but now you throw his son in the mix and it's just, it gets crazy. But <laughs> I think what is beautiful, and I encourage those that haven't read 1 Samuel, um, or 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, like, please read it. It's, it's a great book. But you see... It gets crazy in there. Yeah. <laughs> you see this amazing friendship between two men. Yeah. And it describes them loving each other, being loyal to one another, having a covenant, protecting each other. And so you just see so much of what you would only hope that God provides in the friendships that he brings to your lives. Yeah. And I just wanted to read a bit in, in 1 Samuel 20. Um, at this point, Jonathan is at this banquet, I believe, or festival, and he's seen that his father's determined to kill David. And so verse 34 of First Samuel 20 says, Jonathan left the table in fierce anger and refused to eat on that second day of the festival, for he was crushed by his father's shameful behavior toward, towards David. And so just think about being in a place where your dad is trying to kill your best friend, but Not also cool. this is your dad, so... How do I honor my father in that moment? Yeah. It's hard, but he stood loyal to David because, you know, we're seeing here that it wasn't justified. Mm -hmm. uh, it is shameful behavior. And, you know, he's caring for his friend in this time. And so there's many more like um, examples, but I just think standing up to his father for his friend is is a level of, if we're going back to that list, like honoring, yeah, being loyal to one another, yeah. serving one another. Um, but if you go and, and move towards uh, 42, Jonathan and David are saying goodbye for the last time. And they uh, are in a place where they're both pretty sad and hurt by this. And so uh, it, where, where it says, it's a, uh, in 41, it says both of them were in tears as they embraced each other. And you don't hear that a lot, mm -hmm. especially for men to embrace one another. Um, and uh, so both of them were in, in tears as they embraced each other and said goodbye, especially David. At last, Jonathan said to David, go in peace, for we have sworn loyalty to each other in the Lord's name. The Lord is the witness of a bond between us and our children forever. Then David left and Jonathan returned to town. So not the whole story, but I just think it's just so beautiful to see how deeply they loved each other how deeply they cared for each other how deeply they were protective of each other yeah. and i think what's awesome is that god is at the center of their friendship yeah. and i think that's what we should strive for yeah so and, good. So, and so i think 
personal community is important because it shapes us yeah the people around us influence us and so yeah it's like that that quote um show me your friends and i'll show you your future yeah and that is completely correct you could go either way if your friends i forget where it says but i think it's proverbs but it says bad bad morals um corrupt good character yeah good character yeah and so it's just it's important to have god at the center of all that you do and that includes friendships yeah um we need to surround ourselves with people who love us and care for us uh and they're willing to call us out and challenge us and uh proverbs also says just as iron sharpens iron so does a man to one another i probably butchered it but you know this idea that you're constantly working towards building each other up um and i just think the biggest thing here is just you know your circle of friends shouldn't look like enablers you know it it should look like people that are willing to say like uh like take a step back like what do you what what are you doing here like this isn't you Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i don't mean to like throw too many references in but i'm I'm thinking of gilmore girls where (laughs) i love that you're quoting gilmore girls right now where uh This this is my dream if you haven't watched gilmore girls i'm gonna spoil it Oh, oh my gosh. Rory dropped out of Yale. Oh my gosh, you're spoiling such a giant (laughs) part of the story. Okay, I'm so sorry if any of you didn't get to skip ahead fast enough. And Jess is there to confront her. And (laughs) it's a, it's a, the the turntables, they have turned. And (laughs) the tables have turned. (laughs) And he just calls her out. It's just like, why? It's like iconic. Like, why did you drop out of Yale? But it's just. It's I mean, not you, Rory. <laughs> but just imagine, like, if it was written where she said, I dropped out of Yale, and he was like, that's awesome. I love that for you. How many times do we hear that? How many times do we yeah. hear people just saying, I love that for you? Or not that specific phrase, but just well, kind of sometimes, like. sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get a new phrase. But <laughs> how often do we see there's this fear of saying, like, that I don't actually agree with that. And I just feel like for me to love you in this moment is to tell you, that you're, you're probably not doing the right thing right now. Let's figure out what that is. Yeah. Um, and so I think... And not in a judgmental way. Yeah. But in a loving, truly in a loving way. Exactly, yeah. It, there's there's very little space left for that these days, right? Like, it's, it's either you're like, you disagree with me, so you hate me, or you love me, so you have to approve everything I'm doing and say yes and, like, make me feel comfortable with everything I'm doing. Yeah. There's very little space left. For like, hey, I love you, and I want to tell you, like, I don't know if what you're doing is the best thing for you. Just wanted to put that out there. Why don't we talk about it? Like, right. there's there needs to be more space for that. It's that's how we grow. Like, that's how we learn. We we can't see everything ourselves. We we can't always see things with the right perspective because we're so close up to our situations. Like sometimes we need someone to be like, hey, I don't know if that's a healthy relationship for you. Like how are you feeling? Like, how, how are you really doing? Like, I'm concerned or like anything Like that's just one example, but there's, it's a healthy thing if it's done well and it's done in love and it's done in a relationship that's safe and that's, um, trustworthy. It's a, it's a really important thing to be able to have that dynamic in a friendship. Right. Yeah. I, and that reminds me of, um, Timothy Keller. I, I have this devotional called like God's daily wisdom for life uh and one of the things that uh, it's that stood out to me that i still like have saved is um you know in order to grow in our faith we have to be teachable mm-hmm. and i feel like that same rule applies to our like our personal relationships and our communities is yeah. uh you know in order to to grow those friendships like we have to be teachable we have to be correctable sometimes and um i, th- I think the biggest one and we can just kind of go through this we have a list too curated for personal community but i think um confession is also super important because there's no way that you can uh, correct me or 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 guide me in in like a trying time if if there's no room for that vulnerability of confession and so i think that confession is one of the few things that are that's specific to personal community Mm -hmm. right i mean there are actually places in the bible where it talks about like confessing to the church but i think that's very specific i think on the whole your kind of our kind of rhythm of confessing to each other is is more meant for your personal community like your mentor your accountability partner your close friends that can guide you and um who will 
not judge you or shame you, but who will um, accept you and then maybe correct you or right. or guide you back to the right place. That's that's something that's a really important dynamic in a personal community as well as having that. Actually, our pastor talked about this, how, you know, we talk about confession in relation to confessing to God, confessing our sins to God, which is very important, obviously, for our growth and our connection with him. But the Bible actually talks more about confessing your sins to each other, confessing Mm. your sins to other people, um, Mm. and so that you can be healed. And James uh, James 5.16, I think, yeah, it says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So there's, that's a whole like other, I feel like that's a whole other episode that we could get into, honestly. Oh, yeah. But like that's, that's a huge piece of personal community that sh- should be there. I don't right. really like the word should, but it could be there. And it's really important and impactful when it is there in your personal community. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think other areas where, uh, you know, it's, it's specific to is, um, intentional time together you know mm-hmm. uh, well i'd say this for church too but uh when i think of like one-on-one relationships like yeah. that intentional time is super important you know That's making huge. sure that we get together um doesn't have to be every day but you know making sure that i'm making time for you like i want to invest in our relationship uh, uh we touched on this already but you know support and love so i would just reference back to that relationship of jonathan and david and first samuel um, and then we just, we touched on learning from each other too, you know, iron sharpens iron. And so, um, I think that that big piece though, that confession piece is like the biggest. And I just yeah. think that that level of vulnerability is required for your friendship to like go past that surface level area. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, you could be friends with someone for like 10 years and you may never get out of that area. You know that surface level friendship, right? Yeah, yeah you know, and you you ask them how, like, pretty much the conversations every week go, "Hey, how's it going? How's your week going?" And it's just the same answer, and they ask you the same yeah, question, sure. and or you hang out, and it's just like, you know, you, you only get to a certain point of like yeah. depth, where you know you don't really, you you know of them, but you don't know them, you know, more yeah. of them in in the sense of of just building that trust between one another to yeah. just uh sort of open those doors for confession and growth and yeah. teaching and accountability and, and correction and so um not not to run in circles but you know I, I think that layer to personal community is super important i think that's something that i myself am still learning you know i think i i got to this place we talked about this the other day where i thought i was trusting people but I, in reality, like I was kind of keeping most people at arm's length and yeah. just trying to figure out why that is. And I think the biggest is fear of rejection, yeah. fear of being overlooked, fear of being forgotten, fear of being hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think those are things that aren't from God. Yeah. And I think if we, if we create that space to take the risk of those things happening... I think the outcome is a lot more positive and beautiful than than what we let our mind conjure up. Yeah, so good. Um, so we have a, a tiny little list of like just scratching the surface of what community as a whole. We talked about church community. We talked about personal community. They're very similar. So kind of as a whole, what are some things that community is not? I would say Mm self-seeking, selfish, both go hand in hand, I would say. Competitive, we touched on this a little bit, but uh, you know, you you are excited to talk about this awesome opportunity and I have the need to one-up you and I'm not, you know, just kind of going back and forth, the tit for tat, uh, enabling, you know, uh, I'm going down the wrong path and you're just, okay, cool. I love that for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Harmful, unhealthy. And I think the biggest one, and if we feel like we're in this place where, um, again, bad morals um, corrupt good good character, you know, an unhealthy community is pushing you away from God. Right. Yeah. So what are some ways to describe a healthy community? Yes. So healthy community is loving. 
intentional, selfless, encouraging, sharpening, discipling, growing, and will ultimately always push you towards God. Yeah, it's so good. So now that we've talked about what community is, what to be looking for in a church community, what to be looking for in your personal community, we have um, sort of a hard question. What does contributing to a healthy community require of us? So we're talking a lot about like, you know, what maybe we want to receive from a healthy community, but we don't want that to be the focus, right? We we recognize that we have a lot to contribute to a healthy yes. community. It's not healthy if we're not contributing. If we're just going, showing up to this community, this church community, or this friend group, expecting to receive, receive, and, and receive, and like consume, then we are the unhealthy one now. So just a few things right off the top of the head that uh, is required to be a part of contributing to a healthy community. We have talked about this word several times already in this episode. Vulnerability. Yeah. This is scary huge. Word. It's scary. It's huge. Um, I think that we can often deceive ourselves into thinking that we're being vulnerable when really we're putting on a mask. We Whether that's like, well, things are all good, mask, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Something our pastor says is that if you are always wearing a mask and that's all that you let people see, then only the mask gets loved. And it's not until we can take off our masks that we can know what it's like to be fully known and then fully loved. Mm. That's that's convicting. That's convicting. Yeah. Um, I think we also can deceive ourselves by putting on fake vulnerability. Um, also known as in my head, selective transparency. So there's this quote from a podcast episode. I feel like every time we're saying like, Oh, I have this thought or I heard this quote. It's like from some podcast, this is from chasing the beauty by Mike Donahue. Um, we've quoted this podcast before. This episode is called emotions are not the enemy and it's, really good and everybody should listen to it but they start talking about friendships and emotions and friendships and they talk about vulnerability and transparency so i'm just going to read this quote from their conversation what's the difference between vulnerability and transparency transparency is i will selectively tell you what i want to tell you about myself and it looks transparent but i'm never in a place of true vulnerability which means you now have the power to judge me you now have the power to shame me or you have the power to reject me. I like to think of vulnerability as when I tell someone what I really want from them and I give them the power to meet that need or not. So vulnerability is scary and hard, but I think it's very important to experience true, um, true authentic love because if we are only ever showing people half of ourselves or only the pieces that we can control and we feel comfortable with however they're going to react because we feel like guarded and protected, then we're only receiving love for like the portrayed pieces of ourselves. But vulnerability is when we completely let down our guards to somebody that now has the power to accept us or reject us. And we, we are showing them that we have needs and that we mess up and that we are not all put together and that we are broken in some ways um, and are giving them the chance to see that and the chance to either still welcome us into their lives and to love us or not to. That's the only time that we can really experience that true feeling of being fully known and fully loved, which is what God gives to us. But it's hard to, it's hard to let people give that to us because it's scary it's just scary to like open ourselves up yeah but that's just it's that's part of what's required for community it's it's something that we just have to we all have to learn to grow in it's day by day i'm still learning this and i am honestly not very good at it you know but i i think ultimately just making sure god is at the center of that community and and just trusting that uh you know he won't lead you into a place that will look like rejection or will look like you know the fears that we may conjure up when when we're thinking of the word vulnerability um 
but yeah, I, I think moving forward, I, I think intentionality is also a yeah, big definitely. key step that we have to make sure that we are actively pursuing in our communities. And the big thing about community is that at the end of the day, whether there is or isn't community, it has to start and somebody has to start it. And sometimes that might be you, you know, that that might be uh, going to your pastor and saying, I, I'm, I'm realizing we don't have a men's ministry or a women's ministry. Are you OK with me starting it? Uh, you know, having that um, ability to see that there is a need and not just be like complaining about it or, or waiting for someone else yeah, to step up and you know, fill like, that we, need. We need this, but, uh, you know, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and, which is not helpful. And, and uh, you, you can raise a problem, but on the other end, you should be raising a solution or mm-hmm. working towards one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think a good example is, is I had the opportunity to not facilitate, but sort of coordinate a, a men's hangout. And it's the first time uh, in a while that our church has done something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like a church event, but it was like a good amount of guys from the church that got together and we got to throw axes and I was very bad at it. And that was a <laughs> level of vulnerability, them seeing how bad my axe throwing skills are. But it was, it required me to put guys in a group chat. <clears throat> and it's not like, I feel like first world problems, but it's just yeah. more so the notion of, hey, I would like to hang out with you guys and do this really fun thing. And just kind of leaving it there for them to say yes or no. Yeah. Uh, and it ended up being really awesome. And I think that opened the door for more opportunities for more guys to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, or today I had the awesome opportunity to go disc golfing with, um, you know, one of the interns at our church. Uh, and, and it ended up being a really amazing time, really fruitful time. Uh, and another level of vulnerability, I had to th- show them my really terrible disc golf skills i'm really bad at sports i'm realizing no (laughs) but just taking that first step to just extend a hand invitation whatever the case may be it that is going to require intentionality and then in addition to that just continuing that consistency of being intentional with time together and we've talked about this but i just think you know that's it's huge and it may take you or a group of people to just start it and don't be afraid to do that because you you might be surprised with how awesome it ends up turning out yeah that's awesome i think another way that intentionality can show up in our communities in our friend groups or our church communities either way is in asking questions yes like when you're in a conversation with someone um like asking someone questions about themselves like that's a great way to just make someone feel comfortable and to start getting to know someone um, and to start building a friendship. Because at first it's going to be like, where do you do for work? (laughs) Where did you go to school? How many siblings do you have? Blah, blah, blah. Which are all great things, but like it will, you have to start somewhere, but you have to start by asking the questions. If you never ask the questions, you're never going to know the answers and then you're never going to get anywhere. So just starting to think like, okay, there's somebody sitting here um, there's someone I haven't hung out like here's somebody I haven't hung out with much I don't know very well like what's something I can ask them like google it like what are some great questions conversation starters like there it's it's a great way to just connect with somebody because everybody's pretty much comfortable talking about themselves like everybody wants to like share from their heart and from their life and from their frame of reference and their perspective but a lot of people won't speak up unless they're asked I'm like that. I'm like, I don't really volunteer information um, unless I'm asked because I don't want to burden people with like something I'm assuming that they're interested in that I have to say. I don't know that maybe that's, maybe that's not healthy, but point being that a lot of people are like that where they're uncomfortable, maybe just coming up to you and being like, Hey, do you want to hear about my life? Do you want to be friends? Like, (laughs) but if you ask them like, what do you got going on this weekend? Like what? Oh, that's cool. Like how long you been doing that? I don't know. It's just asking questions is a great way to connect with people. Um, and I think it's something that is a skill yeah. and can Jesus be asked a lot of questions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he did. And I don't know, it takes, it, it's also a sign that like I'm putting myself aside for a second. Yeah. Right. Like, because if I'm just thinking about myself and what I'm going to say next in the conversation to like promote myself or to, 
I don't know, even just say something funny or get a laugh or whatever. Like if I'm just only thinking about myself, I'm not ever thinking about like, oh, what does that person have going on that I can maybe learn about and maybe help them through or whatever. It takes a second of like putting myself aside and looking at this person and thinking like, how can I connect with them? What, like, what do I want to learn about this person? Um, And it shows them like, I'm interested in you. I'm interested in what you have to say. You matter to me. Um, And that, that's huge. Like, I I think it's just a really good skill and it takes intentionality to do that. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Moving on. The last, there's probably more. And, and if there is more, great. I think there should be more. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you'll find things. But I also think, uh, we think sacrifice is huge. Yeah. And so what sacrifice can look like, babysitting again. Um, these are like things, doing things for others. But um, I think the biggest component is just being there for your community. Yeah. It's a big piece of sacrifice. Uh, you had said or just now, putting yourself to the side for a bit. Yeah. Um, but did you like have any other examples of like what sacrifice could yeah, look like? Yeah, I think just recognizing that like sometimes to build a friendship or to build community, it's going to require maybe your time or your money or your energy. Um, it's going to require things that you could kind of store up for yourself. Some Sometimes it's it requires a little like putting a little bit into something to see the fruit of it. Like you get out of it, what you put into it sort of thing. Like if you have, um, you know, a free day, you could kind of take the day to just relax and be home, which is also great. And we are all for like chilling and relaxing. Like that's fine. But there's also like, okay, at some point, like I could take this day to call someone and check in and see what they're like, how their day's going and take a half hour to, to catch up. Even though I'm not really in a super talkative mood, you know, I'm sacrificing a little bit of my time or my energy to connect with this person and let them know that they matter to me. And, um, yeah, I think just recognizing that sometimes, not always, but sometimes it might require a little bit of sacrifice, might feel a little uncomfortable or inconvenient. Um, but it's worth it. Right. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, for sure. So that ultimately wraps us up. I think if anything, We'd like to read Ephesians 4.2 that I think summarizes, I feel like it's more so at an individual level, but I think you could apply it to all types of communities. And it says this, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Hmm. So ultimately at the end of the day, yeah, you know, whether it's personal or church community, whether you're starting out to figure out what your, who your community is or you're building and you're in the midst of, you know, just growing and strengthening it uh just remember jesus should be at the center of everything that you do with uh whoever you do that with and the more time we put into it the more intentionality the the vulnerability that we we open up and allow into our relationships will continue to make those relationships and communities stronger and so uh, we just wanted to just take the time to just remind us uh even ourselves of how powerful and beautiful community is but uh it starts with some of the simple things that we went through and it also starts with us and uh uh, you know the understanding that community isn't just to give to us but also for us to give in the same way yeah so i'll go ahead and close this out in prayer and then we wrap up today's episode father god i thank you so much for this time lord I thank you for showing us what what community looks like, showing us what amazing uh, God-honoring friendships look like. Lord, I pray for ourselves and for all those that that are listening uh, to uh, strengthen our communities, to help us find communities if we we don't have community yet, to to help us find those friendships if, if, if that's not where we're at. And for the friendships that we do have, Lord, that you just continue to help us pour uh, into one another and that we just pray that the Holy Spirit just comes in and just pours into our communities and friendships, Lord. Lord, I'm thankful for this time. I'm thankful to just be with you in this moment, Lord, and and just pray that you just continue to show us and teach us and grow us, Lord. We thank you and we love you, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All righty. Well, that wraps us up. Uh, We can't wait to talk to you guys next time. And... 
we hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye.